You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to GI Insights, where we cover the latest clinical issues, trends, and technologies in gastroenterological practice. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. Your host for GI Insights is Professor of Medicine and Director of the Digestive Disease Center at the Medical University of South Carolina, Dr. Mark DeLegge. For a variety of reasons, physicians have been slow to adapt the Electronic Medical Record System, or the EMR. For instance, I think it's currently estimated that less than 15%, that's one-five, of gastroenterologists have actually implemented an Electronic Medical Record System with even fewer of those actually having fully implemented these systems. Joining us to discuss this, turning data into intelligence with electronic information systems is Dr. Larry Kaczynski, managing partner of Elgin Gastroenterology. That's an eight physician single specialty GI practice in the northwest suburbs of beautiful Chicago. Dr. Kaczynski is also a member of the AGA Practice Management and Economics committee. Welcome, Larry. Well, thank you for having me. Larry, seems like we're stuck on the pen and paper here. First of all, to, just to get started, what is EMR? What does it mean? What's an electronic medical record? Well, your electronic medical record is basically the transformation of what is traditionally the, the patient chart into an electronic format. So it consists of the doctor's notes as well as the uh, notes of phone messages. There's also all the, the laboratory results, the imaging results, procedure results, all the things that would usually be maintained in a patient's paper record is what winds up being the electronic medical record. Is there just one EMR? I mean, is there something just called the EMR? Is this something that's commercially available from a number of vendors? The EMR industry is markedly fragmented. There are currently over 300 different companies that are making some form of an electronic medical record. There are very large companies that dominate the market, but it is a very significantly fragmented industry, and we expect that over the next few years, this is going to continue to consolidate until we have a much, much smaller number of vendors. Larry, as a gastroenterologist, I do have some concerns Patient safety is one, but the other one is actually compliance and billing. So does the EMR actually help me with that, to stay compliant with, say, when I'm charging for a consultation or a new visit or perhaps even a procedure? Probably one of the earliest pieces of the EMR that was digitalized was what we we called charge capture or capture of the essential elements of your patient visit the patient name, the date, the location of the service, the physician's name, the referral doctor, the CPT code, which is actually what you perform, and one or more ICD-9s, which are the diagnoses. This encounter data was probably one of the earliest things that was ever incorporated into digital systems, and it became part of our practice management systems. Unfortunately, for many, many years, until recently, Physicians still submitted their bills on paper to their billing staff, and the billing staff would then digitalize it by entering into practice management systems. Today, we have the opportunity to work with software that allows you to take your encounter data and maximize how it is implemented into a digital format. For instance, we perform 
services that fall under two categories, evaluation and management services, which are our patient visits, and procedural services. Well, evaluation and management services have to be coded, and the system is quite complex. Most physicians are very uncomfortable in dealing with this. But there today are many systems available to us which can assist us in obtaining the correct code for the service we are performing. And in many cases, this winds up increasing the level of code and thereby the reimbursement you receive. Now, Larry, I sit in front of a billing sheet, and I'm wondering whether it's a level 3 or a level 4 or a level 5. Sounds like this takes the guesswork out of it. The better systems do, specifically the medical decision-making. We all basically have the ability to perform a history and a physical examination that conforms to the systems that are necessary. Where most of us tend to downcode is on on our medical decision-making. And most of us need to remember that these specific pieces of information are the tools we can use to prove that the service we're providing fits into a certain category. And there are systems today that enable us to do this quite nicely. You know, one of the issues that I always see, too, in my office is communication with my own staff, meaning I'm trying to get a point across to the nurses or they're trying to tell me something about the patient and we're writing things on a little scrap of paper or maybe jotting it into the chart and perhaps the chart's not seen. Can you communicate with your staff in your office using this EMR tool? EMRs, one of their biggest strengths is in communications. The person you need to communicate the most with is yourself, though. When I perform a procedure or when I see a patient in the office, I need to prompt myself to remember to do certain things. For instance, if I perform a colonoscopy, let's say, and I remove a polyp, well, a pathology report's going to be generated on that. I need to communicate with myself that a path report is hanging out there on this patient. So what our system does, our system automatically generates a message in our inbox that that pathology report is sitting out there. When the report arrives, the receptionist would then change that message that's in my box from results sent to results available. So now I know that the report is there. I can then, use, using a series of drop-downs, decide what I want to do with that patient, whether I, whether I want to bring the patient back in three years or five years. I can even send a letter to the primary care doctor from the EMR. And without me having to make the phone call at all, I can direct the type of conversation that my nursing staff has with my patient. Of course, there are many cases where we have to speak with the patient directly, but the EMR allows you to improve the communications and to make sure you don't forget that you ordered a CAT scan on a patient, you ordered uh, some other type of imaging study. The EMR generates that prompt in your inbox as soon as you generate the order. It's very useful. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to GI Insights on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark DeLegge, and joining me today to discuss turning data into intelligence with electronic information systems, or the EMR, is Dr. Larry Kaczynski, managing partner of Elgin Gastroenterology in Elgin, Illinois. Larry, you know, another thing, and you alluded to this, is the fact that communication with other physicians is very important. I can't tell you how many times things get missed or miscommunicated. If I'm hearing you right, the EMR allows you to communicate more effectively with other physicians. It definitely does. If I see a patient in the office 
as I'm putting in my bill, my electronic bill at the end of the service, when I save that bill, it automatically notes the fact that I have performed a consultation, let's say. Well, you cannot bill for a consultation today unless you send an accompanying letter to the primary care doctor. You can't just fax your office note to the PCP. You have to have a letter attached to it in order to bill for a consultation. So the software realizes that you just performed a consultation. It knows who the primary care doctor is because that's already on the bill. And so a window pops up and says, do you want to send a letter to the primary care doctor. And when you say yes, it will automatically place your impression and plan in the letter so that the PCP gets direct communications. This, by the time the patient is getting in their car to leave the office, the primary care doctor already has a copy of your office note and an accompanying letter. This is essential today. The primary care doctors demand this. Specifically, many of the malpractice carriers also require this degree of communication so that every time you see another physician's patient, that physician should be receiving some type of referral letter. Claire, I've also heard that we're being asked by our mother organizations like the AGA and some insurance carriers and, frankly, Medicare, to do a lot of practice performance improvement. And I I know for GI recertification on the boards, that's an important topic. So if I had this EMR system and I wanted to do practice performance improvement, could I do it? Yes. And in fact, we, we do this all the time. In order to maintain our accreditation, we have to performance improvement studies. We usually perform three or four of them per year. Today, we are all trying to guarantee that we are performing complete colonoscopies. So we're measuring the amount of time we take examining the colon on the way out. We want to record what kind of prep, what the quality of the prep was. We have developed our software so that when you perform a colonoscopy, a window will pop up. It'll ask you, what type of prep did you use? How would you rate the prep? We have a rating system for that. And it already knows whether you found a polyp or not based upon what you had charged. So We now can follow this data and develop ongoing reports for performance uh, improvement studies. We can profile our physicians as to what their their polyp capture rate is, and we can also drill down on that data and, and can tell whether the polyp capture rate is different with respect to the type of prep and with respect to the quality of the prep. So we're just scratching the surface of the performance improvement studies that are at our fingertips with these electronic systems. How about templates, Larry? When I practice, I hear about my partners do something one way and I do it another way, and frankly, it's not that different. With templates, first of all, are templates useful in these systems? And secondly, do you think that they can make the practice in a group more uniform? Well, that's one of the other goals that we're all trying to strive for. I don't know that we'll ever reach six sigma quality in healthcare, but we certainly ought to be getting to two or three sigma. And unfortunately, MD stands for my decision. And so many doctors look upon templates as something that interferes with their ability to tailor their care to their own style. I'd like to thank my guest, managing partner of Elgin Gastroenterology in Elgin, Illinois, Dr. Larry Kaczynski, as we discuss turning data into intelligence with the Electronic Information System, or the EMR. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to GI Insights on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. 
For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com and use promo code AGA. Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is proud to sponsor this important and quality programming for ReachMD listeners. Takeda does not control the editorial content of this broadcast. The views expressed are solely those of the guests who are selected by the AGA Institute. Based in Deerfield, Illinois, Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America is a wholly owned subsidiary of Takeda Pharmaceutical Company Limited, the largest pharmaceutical company in Japan. In the United States, Takeda markets products for diabetes, insomnia, wakefulness, and gastroenterology, and is developing products in the areas of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other conditions. Takeda is committed to striving toward better health for individuals and progress in medicine by developing superior pharmaceutical products. To learn more about the company and its products, visit www.tpna.com.